Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with veteran jazz improviser and steel band composer Andy Norrell. He is included in the new Chuck Share book series by Share Music Company, Jazz Book Series Collection Number 2. Andy has been around for a while. He recorded his first album as a leader back in 1979, and he's made 16 albums as a leader over the past 39 ensuing years as he explores the possibilities of the steel pan and contemporary music. Over time, he's performed on movie scores by James Horner, Hans Zimmer, Thomas Newman, and on TV shows and commercials. In 2017, he was inducted into the Percussive Arts Society Hall of Fame. He's got a great story. Enjoy. Thanks for taking a minute out, man. I appreciate it. Sure, man. Chuck Shear reached out. There's a new songbook series, collection number two. You're involved with it. Talk to me a little bit about how you got involved and what it means for you. I've known Chuck as a bass player since before he started this whole series, and I, I love the books. You know, I have all the... I, you know, essentially, like bought all the all the fake books, uh, re- new real books, and all that stuff, and have been using them for years. And Mark Levine's books have, have had a huge impact on me and and tens of thousands of musicians all over the world. It's just really changed things, you know. And it's an, an amazing catalog. And I, so, you know, there have been Chuck from time to time has put out one of my tunes in one of the books, and we've stayed in touch and. Uh, I actually brought him a book uh, by, written by a friend of mine, Jean-Philippe Fanfan, about Af- Afro-Caribbean drumming uh, from a French-Caribbean point of view, and and uh, Chuck put it out. And so, you know, we've we've had stayed in touch over the years. And and when I saw the jazz songbooks that he was doing, uh, I just kind of touched base with him, and he he said he'd be into uh, putting out a book, of, uh, you know, of my tunes also. So I was just really happy to be in that you know, in that catalog, and, and they have, uh, I mean, a, a lot of my music, I, I publish it for a steel band, uh, I have another publisher that handles, like, scores and parts for all kind of steel band music, orchestral music, but, you know, reaching out with the, with the you know, the writing I've been doing all my life and stuff to re- be able to reach out to kind of the entire jazz audience and all the people that are, uh, that are aware of Chuck's catalog, uh, which is totally amazing catalog when you look at all the books the, the things he has out you know so i'm just really happy to be part of it and also just happy to be in company of such good composers you know that it's such a nice series so uh you know it, it's been a little project to catch up on all those charts and <laughs> kind of put them out there in the middle of all the other projects i'm doing and stuff but i'm real happy to have that out so you've been at the percussion game for 39 plus years. How did all this begin for you? What were the beginnings and kind of where were you born and raised? How did it start? I grew up in New York City. And uh, the way I, I got into playing steel pants was through my father. My father was doing social work with street gangs on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. And he hit on steel band music as a community center activity for kids and gangs, teenage kids. And uh, he started one band with a, a guy from Antigua who made the pans and taught the group. And they, there was so much enthusiasm for it that they, they launched 20 steel bands in a year and a half on two sets of instruments in, uh, in two rooms. And he organized the first steel band festival in America and back in 1962. You know, and my, my brother and I started playing, and then we got some friends together. We had a band. We grew up playing uh, steel band music uh, as a a vocation kind of and uh everybody else in the band moved on to other real jobs but my brother and i both stayed with the pan basically uh my kind of 
career has been spent, you know, uh, composing music for, steel, for, for Pan in a jazz context and also in a steel band music context and playing with basically everybody I can play with. You know, um, I, I play with uh, artists, recording artists from all over the world and have toured with a lot of different people and performed with them and, and worked, uh, done a lot of studio work on, on hundreds of albums and movie scores and commercials and so on. Try to, you know, the, the steel pan has been my passport to a, a very interesting musical life. <laughs> You know, you've been around so many legends and luminaries and on so many soundtracks. What have you learned from those kind of veteran, legendary, esteemed players that you in turn use to teach the younger musicians you get around? Basically, I, I, you know, I, I think everything, life, for me, uh, music education is something that started when I was a kid and it has never stopped. You know, I, people talk about, well, did you go to school? Yeah, I went to school. I got a degree and all that stuff. And I felt like, I feel like that my real music education started when I got out of school, you know, and, and, and it's, it's an, it's just ongoing, continuing education. And I just try to, I'm constantly, uh, studying and practicing and looking at, at videos of, you know, of people that teach. And, you know, you just learn so much by playing with uh, with other people and, and with people who have more experience than you and different experience than you. Um, I, I, I saw a quote on Facebook the other day. I think it, it said something like, "You can you can read all the textbooks, you can you can study all the theory, but you have to, you just have to play with people that are better than you. <laughs> That's, you know, been my ongoing search is just to play with uh, the best, to, to try to play with the best people that I could play with, you know, people that I could learn from and people that have similar interests. And uh, uh, it's just ongoing, you know, and, and one of the things I learned on the soundtracks is just uh, really just to kind of, going down to L.A. And, and working on orchestral sessions was really an eye-opener for me because I, I was living up in the Bay Area where we would take uh, a few hours. It would take a few hours to get a, a recording session set up for just a band, you know. And to go down to L.A. where it, it's just like they call a 10 o'clock session and, and, and you, you better be there early <laughs> and be ready to play and hit the downbeat at 10 because it's going to happen, you know. And, and the, the technical level of, you know, in terms of everybody, the, the level of readiness of all the musicians, but also the engineers and the, the whole, uh, you know, I learned a tremendous amount about recording there and recording ensembles, working with the, the great soundtrack engineers and, and stuff and how to mic my instruments and everything, all, all those kinds of things. But, um, you know, it's just uh, to, to actually see a session go down with like 70 or 80 players of all different kinds of instruments and to see them, uh, the, the engineers be able to pull it together in a matter of minutes and to know that all the musicians on the date are going to hit that first take, you, 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 you better be on, on your game at the first take because it, 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 that's the one that may go down because everybody else is ready to play, you know. And so that, that, that was a real education, you know, working. I, I wish they were, I was still doing that kind of work, but uh, it's sort of like that's something that, that kind of came and went, you know, the, uh, my, the era and that period of my life where I was playing on orchestral dates in, in L.A. I'm, I'm glad it happened, but uh, it's, the whole business has changed and uh, 
and my life has changed. I'm not really, I'm not located in California anymore. Talk to me a little bit about, you know, you've been at this for almost four decades now. You've gone through countless journeys in music. What has been the key to your longevity? I, I think, you know, the, the, from whatever, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure how to measure my longevity in terms which measure it is. The, the longevity uh, that, that really matters to me is that I'm staying alive and healthy and I keep getting better. You know, I feel like I, I'm on a constant mission to get, to get better as a musician, as a pan player, as a piano player, as a composer, as a, a teacher, all those things. And I just, I just keep trying to improve and learn. And that's what I that's what I preach and teach when I I go out. I I, I spend a lot of time in universities these days teaching uh, percussion majors, field bands, uh, essentially. You know, young musicians, and you know that that's my mantra. You know, it's like continuing education, just keep trying to get better. You know, that's what you know when you come back to like the subject of that brought us together here with the with Chuck Shear's series and stuff that. The music I, I I I did reach back for some tunes from thirty thirty five years ago even um, to to put in that book, but a lot of it is is my recent writing and and I just you know I, I just keep trying to develop and and come up go break new ground for myself for the instrument for the music be part of a conversation that's going on out there about music. I've also got a new project that I just put out, which uh, is. Uh, I spent five years working on it. It's a uh, it's uh, a, a, a library of sampled steel bands. I I've been doing albums for quite some time where I overdub a whole steel orchestra, and I use a tw- more than twenty of Ellie Minette's best instruments. Ellie Minette is like the father of steel pan, and he was the he was the greatest tuner for seventy years some years of his life. You know, so and and what I did was sample all those instruments and balance them and mix them in a, in a way so that like to, to make them like totally accessible to musicians all over the world and I've been you know that just came out it's at ilio.com the, uh, and, I, and I put out an album it's called Like a Child which is all music for sample steel orchestras composers that I love uh, I did this time I, I, I covered other people's music I played music by Herbie Hancock and Vince Mendoza and Hermeto Pascual and Don Grolnick and John Coltrane and so on. Keep trying to work on new projects and everything. Everyone has a perception of you, your family, your friends, fans, students, but ultimately you live your life. What's what's your perception of yourself? Who do you think you are? That's an interesting question. I, 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 I never, I don't think of it so much that way. Um, you know, I, I think there's there's another side to me, uh, which is the, which is not the, the music, um, um, which is that uh, I read a lot, and I, I try to be you know educate myself in, in a lot of different areas. One of them is uh, has a lot to do with uh, what's going on now. I, I I've been really trying to educate myself about the history of America and the civil rights movement and and the uh, what it's taken for for so many for everybody to to try to achieve the rights that we supposedly were given in in this country, you know, and how it concerns you know it, it concerns everybody. It's a worldwide phenomenon and everything. And and so uh, you know, I'm I'm that's kind of an active part of of my life that keeps going. Um, 
uh, family is super important to me. I have two kids, and then I'm, uh, my wife has uh, three kids from other marriages, and, uh, and I'm really involved with my family. I have grandkids now, too. I have, uh, we have four grandkids between us, and uh, I'm starting to spend a lot of time with them, and it's, a, it's kind of a new phase in my life to, to just start that again and, and be raising, helping to raise babies, you know. <laughs> but from a from a new point of view, you know, and uh, having done it as a as a parent, and now I'm just getting to get to do it again as a grandparent. So, and you know, and I stay active. Uh, really, uh, try to stay active physically. I, I'm I'm calling you right now. We're actually talking. I'm not sure if you realize where I am, but I live half the year in, in a little village in the Caribbean called Labory. It's in Saint Lucia. And um, just a few hundred yards away from the sea, and we, we go swimming every day in the ocean. And, and uh, I have a basketball court here for when the kids are over and <laughs> want to play ball. And, and uh, that's always been a, a big part of my life, too. Wonderful. Can you let me know exactly where everybody can pick up not only the book, but your recordings, anything related to your artistic existence sure i have a website and there's a there's an online store there that has uh like all my recordings and uh the new album is is free uh streaming on soundcloud it's called like a child and i have a lot of videos on youtube there's some links at my website it's annynorell.com and uh there also a lot of stuff on youtube uh things i've done from everything from like playing with a quartet in a in a club in Japan to uh, collaborations with the WDR big band and and Relator, a great Calypsonian from Trinidad. We have a lot of stuff online, and uh, um, that's another area I'm real passionate about is is Calypso music. And uh, I've been able to work with some incredible artists like David Rutter and Relator, and uh, you know, and and that's all out there. So it's, it's online. Wonderful. Andy, thank you for taking a minute out to talk about your life and music, the new book, recordings. I appreciate it. Good luck with everything. Thanks. Thanks for having me on the show. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview. We give you a bit of insight into the finest minds in St. Lucia, Kansas City, and spots all over the globe, giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to Andy for his time, music, and cool. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Dabino in the iTunes Store. Visit Neon Jazz at YouTube.com. And for everything Neon Jazz, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. And for everything Joe Domino, go to joedomino.com. And if you feel like it, you can donate to the Neon Jazz cause there. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.